Hi, everybody. This is your host, John Torker from Carbiz Insider. I have a very special guest here with me today, Bert Davidson. Hey, Bert, how are you doing today? I'm excellent, John. You? I'm good. Thank you for being on the show today. My pleasure. Um, why don't we jump right in and uh, talk about yourself a little bit, introduce yourself to our uh, listeners and viewers. Who's Bert yeah. Davidson? What do you do? And all that good stuff. Sure. Yeah. Um, um, I... Um, uh, started in the car business. I grew up on a uh, buy here, pay here lot in Lorain, Ohio, which is on Lake Erie near Cleveland. Um, and then I graduated from uh, John Carroll University, which is in Cleveland. It's a, it's a small college in Cleveland. Um, and then uh, got in the car business and, you know, been a manager since 2004, uh, primarily with used cars. Um, and, uh, did a lot of Highline, uh, with Lexus, Mercedes, Volvo. Um, and then for the last three years, I've been the used car director at the Taylor Automotive Group, um, which is in Eastern Ohio and Western Pennsylvania. Um, we've got five rooftops, um, and that's been keeping me very busy for the last three years. And then obviously we're going to talk about Cheddar today and, and, and that's been, that's sort of been my baby since uh, beginning of uh, so this the summer of 2021. That's uh, that's really good, uh, and you know, thank you for introducing yourself. Um, I was going through the Chatter Auto itself, the website, and right now the biggest question I get from people that I know in the business is, okay, so we got a shortage in new cars. You want us to focus on used vehicles. But where are we going to get the used cars from when we can't sell the new cars to get that trade in because there's a huge scarcity on the products? Right, right. Well, I'll tell my dealers, like, you got you to gotta become creative, right? You got to be That's able right. to buy these cars in non-traditional ways because auctions are through the roof. That's right. Yeah. And then thanks to LinkedIn, we had an opportunity to meet. And Cheddar sounds a very <laughs> interesting because the numbers you were talking about it, so uh, why don't you give us a little bit some KPIs? How was your experience? Why did you do Cheddar Auto? How do you acquire cars? Maybe we can look at your sure. website too. That could help other dealers. And Absolutely. Right? Um, so, you know, here's how Cheddar came about. So, you know, it's kind of like, okay, well, we got to start buying cars. We got to start buying cars off private party, off people. Let's do that. So at first we were like every other dealer, you know, you put up a sign, you might say, you know, hey, on the website, hey, we buy cars, whatever, whatever. And I'm I'm working a deal. I tell a salesman to go out there, you know, it's a Kia, whatever. It's like, hey, Joe, this car's worth $25,000. Go tell your guest, you know, we'll purchase the car off of them for $25,000. And um, you know, he comes back and I see the guy leave and I'm like, well, what happened? He's like, oh yeah. You know, he said, he's got to think about it. Well, what'd you tell him? He says, well, I told him $22,000. Cause you know, I figured you want me to take it in cheaper and maybe we could split the money that, you know, and, and at that point in time, I realized that car dealerships are terrible at buying cars off of people because we are generally negotiating and gross focused beings and and in order to purchase these cars off people you have to have an entirely different mindset and so me and my owner matt taylor who's an amazing progressive owner younger younger person um you know we sat down and matt actually came up with the cheddar tagline he says how about get more cheddar and i says that that sounds corny enough that it just might catch on and and so we created a website um and we started with some radio advertising 
um, and some internet marketing, some creative internet marketing. And, and it started to grow. And, you know, all of a sudden we we're buying 20 cars and they were buying 30 cars and they were buying 50 cars. And I think last month, and, and if we have a, if I have a screen, you know, as we go on through this, I can share my screen and show you some backend metrics. I'd be happy whoever's listening, they can see those. Um, you know, I think last month we bought about 120 cars. Uh, the month before that we were over 100. And, you know, we do that by, and, and you can show the website, we do that by driving people to a website, very similar to Carvana's or CarMax's or anybody else that has one of these. Um, they put in their information. Um, they get an amount, um, and then that information gets fed back into our BDC, um, and our BDC gives them a call, gives them a range. So, you know, John, your your car, it says your car's worth $25,000. It could possibly be worth up to twenty six five. but the next thing we have to do is we have to set an appointment um, to schedule you in to get an inspection, and at that point in time, you'll get a guaranteed offer. Um, and then we go ahead and we set appointments. We're setting uh, about 15% of the leads that come in, we're setting appointments on. Um, it's been as high as 18, it's been as low as 13, but 15 is kind of the number. Um, and then we set the appointment and it's the same thing like any other internet lead, about 60% show. And then we buy about half of the cars. About Anybody that shows up, we buy about half the cars. Um, so, so we're having success and the metrics look good. Um, and it's, it's a, it's a good business. Now it does require some commitment on the dealer part. And this is, I think the part where the dealers sometimes make mistakes too, is, you know, we're, we're big in this business of dipping our toe into the water. Um, and, and I, and I think if you study the real winners in this business, whether it's the, whether it's the guys on a huge level, like, you know, CarMax or Carvana or if it's individual dealers like Paragon, you know, because Paragon's in my 20 group and, you know, Brian Benstock's a genius. They don't dip their toes in the water. They go all in and they commit. And, and I think with this, you know, we went all in and, and we're spending, you know, twenty to $30,000 a month in advertising, um, which, you know, some dealers might be like, oh, geez, that seems like a lot of money. But 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 is it, you know, is it is it to buy 120 cars at better, way better margins than you could ever imagine? you know, buying them at the auction for. So, I mean, the old adage, you got to spend money to make money is very true when it comes to private party acquisition. I mean, you have to get your voice heard. It's a little bit of a crowded space and, and you've got you to get your voice out there. Well, uh, you, you just right in the eye there, man, telling like you can't just dip your toes and give it a try and test the waters. Like when you're coming out with something brand new like this, you, you either in or out, there's no in between. And and you're talking about twenty thousand dollars. It sounds like a lot of money, but hundred and twenty units. You made the calculation. This was six hundred dollars per car. Like that's... well, it, as yeah, if we're wholesaling the cars, we're right around uh, lifetime. We're right around a thousand dollars. But on retail, you know, you're looking. I think uh, about thirty seven hundred dollars. You know, per retail car from there. So you know, pays for itself on you know. 10, 10 retail units doubles it pretty much. And Bert, like right now, I mean, how's your situation with new car inventory? How many new cars do you have on the lot right now? Yeah, I mean, you know, Kia, we've got uh, one, two, three. We've got three Kia stores. The Kia inventory, you know, single digits probably, double digits at our big store. Chevy, our Chevy Toyota store, same thing. Uh, Toyotas are really tough right now, um, you know. So, and, and it's, you know, we know the old story, the, the factories are telling us, you know, 
hang in there. But you know, it's, <laughs> we we've been hearing it every month now for for a year. So um, yeah, and new car inventory is tight. So used cars, it's all about used cars and and the right used cars because as the market's been uh, declining, you know, Black Book says we're about eight tenths of a percent per week right now. And and anybody that's a V Auto user has seen the market day supply climb very high on some cars. Um, you know, it, it it's the right used cars. It's not it's not May of 2021 anymore, where you know whatever's out there is going to sell. Um, you you got to have you got to have the right units now. Yeah, you're you're absolutely right. I keep seeing that reports on uh, LinkedIn. People are sharing. And like they're saying, there's a, a bit slowdown and everybody's cutting back prices because everybody's in panic mode. So buying those cars from the auction, obviously, you know, you pay a lot of money for it, auction fees and everything. When you have your own thing like this, like Cheddar Auto, you don't pay auction fees, you know, and, and you get to drive the car probably right when they come to your location. Um, before jump into your website and go over the, your website a little bit, because it looks really nice, plain and simple, like fast, simple, and easy. Like uh, Brian Kramer says, <laughs> it looks right. pretty cool. Um, you were, we, we were having a conversation and you said something very interesting because I ask you the question that a lot of dealers tried this in the past to acquire cars. One of the problem is last they're trying to steal cars to make money, but I think the other problem and I give you an example. We had this specific company dedicated to purchase cars in greater Toronto area in Canada. And it, it didn't take them too long to go out of business. And what they did was they were actually doing the mobile stuff. So you submit a lead, they show up to your house and uh, try to cut you a check on the on the parking lot, on your, on your driveway. They didn't work well for them. When I was talking to you, you said something very important about inspection stations. Could you talk about that a little bit more? Are you allowed to talk about it? Or that's sure. Your yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, you know, we've got we've got right now we've got three inspection stations spread out over about a hundred and twenty mile radius, and we'll add a fourth since we just purchased another store. Um, and it's preferential to drive the guest to an inspection station because the metrics show that I am going to buy. Um, um, you know, half, 50% of the cars that show up to the inspection station. We do have a mobile option through one, through a, through a mobile inspection company. Um, and our, our success rates only about 30%, 28, 30% through them. And so it is definitely, and we communicate this to our BDC who's making the calls. It's definitely preferential to schedule somebody to come in and then it, it really is about the human touch and about sales. And, and I've always been a big believer. Um, you know, I, I had a really good teacher 12 years ago in, in, in my career, a fellow by the name of Bernie Moreno, who built a huge uh, conglomerate here in the, in, the, in the Ohio area. And he was always a big fan of, of, of treating, of assuming that every guest is smarter than you are. And, and sharing real data with guests. And so, you know, we bring them into the inspection station and we sit them down and I've showed guests over the last two weeks, the black book where it says that cars are depreciating at nine tenths of a percent per week. And if you show people facts and then do a little math, you know, because the scenarios, a lot of the scenarios are the same. It's the same with a car deal. You show somebody, uh, we'll pay you 25. And, 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 you know, the person's like, well, no, we want $26,000. And, you're a thousand dollars away and you show them the data, like when you walk out of here and 
you know, 1% per week's $250, you know, it's, it, you, you share the data with the consumer, with the guest, and, and you make them feel like a peer, you make them feel like an equal, and, and, and you're, you're 100% transparent with them. Um, and, and it goes a long way. And we've had a lot of success doing that. Rat, you know, we, we've, st- I have a team that's very progressive and, you know, we stay away from the old car dog sayings, you know, like, Oh, you know, and the, uh, is Kelly blue book going to write you a check at that number? And, you know, all that crap that never worked, that, that creates conflict, you know, non-confrontational as, as a guy a thousand times smarter than me, Brian Benstock will say frictionless. The future is frictionless. Don't create confrontation. Don't create friction. Have data on hand that you can share with a consumer, just like a doctor would share with you when they're going over test results. And, and it's amazing uh, how their defenses drop and how then you can talk to them on a real human level and, and you know, get into a situation where it's a win-win. They win, they're happy, you win, you're happy. And you also mentioned that uh, when you buy someone's car, there, there's a chance that they will actually turn around and buy a brand new or used car from you as well, too. So you generate some sales out of it, too, right? 100%. You know, when they're at the dealership, the question we always ask is, is so what uh, what's your next car? What are your plans since you're getting rid of this one? And it's amazing uh, that people be like, I don't really have any plans. You know, I just I just know that the market's high. I'm going to sell this and, you know, maybe drive my husband's car or drive my wife's car for a week. And and those turn into sales. And then the other thing that's really been shocking, <clears throat> excuse me, is um, the amount of referral business that we have had. Um, so now at our inspection stations, we're getting two or three walk-ins a day, you know, walk-ins, not appointments, um, that are like, hey, you know, my buddy sold sold your car, you know, sold his car to you guys and, uh, you know, told me about you guys. And so the referral business, and because of that, we've been able to tamp down the advertising spend because, you know, this is kind of like a top where we needed a little bit of a push to get it spinning. But now that it's spinning, we just need to tap it every once in a while. Well, you're right in terms of advertising because you're a brand new company, brand new (laughs) website. Yes. So what's going to happen is over the time, your uh, website is going to gain more uh, domain authority and then it's going to start ranking organically. Then the time is going to come when people are going to say, where can I sell my car on Google? Obviously, in your area, your website is going to start ranking really fast organically. Then you probably will... start spending maybe just retargeting campaigns at that point, right? Not just acquiring campaigns, not conquest anymore. You'll probably switch back to remarketing and stuff. Well, uh, I think it's it's really nice. So uh, why, why don't we look at your website a little bit and uh, yeah. show our viewers. I mean, some people listen to it, so they may not be able to see it, but they can always go on YouTube and uh, look at this and they find out. But if I were to go over your website now, uh, well, I like the colors, you know, it's pretty cool. And there's a little video here. So that's pretty good. Explains people like how potentially this works, right? I'm just put the yeah. volume down. But uh, it is it is pretty cool. So they can, uh, three easy steps, right? So I really like this, by the way, the license plate number thing. Yeah. What is that hooked up to? Is it your own system or are you guys using something uh, to tag along to that? Yeah, we're this our site is powered by Galv's uh, market data, which is AccuTrade. Uh, 
and okay. and you know they are our partner in this and they have been fantastic uh in working with us and they are a wonderful partner um you know bob hollinshead and his team out there they're just absolutely amazing and uh you know they're, they're just a, they're just a huge part of, of what we do here yeah, this is very convenient because most of the times you tell clients, I mean, I'm talking about Canada, and I say, what's the VIN number for the car? And customer says, what's that? Like, that's right. <laughs> right? <laughs> and I explain to them, that's that thing on your registration or your insurance card, that like 16-digit number, right? And they're like, oh, okay. But like putting the license plate number, that is pretty, uh, makes things really easy so you can punch it in. I'm sure you don't have Canada here, <laughs> No, uh, probably not. Oh yeah, of course. But this is really good. Or, or somebody has the VIN, they can yes. pull it, pull the VIN number, or they can do a make model year. So, question is this: So, I don't want to go too deep into your processes, but just out of curiosity, uh, somebody punches the license plate number. You get a lead. You know the VIN number of that car at that point, I assume. Do you guys yes. put like Car Carfax report on those cars before the customer comes in? Does the values factor that into that automatically? Like, how does that work out? Um, it, it's it's the 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 AccuTrade system will catch some vehicle history reports, uh, but you know certainly um, you know when when the when we inspect the vehicle and we do the final inspection, um, you know we're looking at the auto auto history uh, Carfax, um, and we're certainly factoring that into our appraisals. So you do that one day and okay, makes sense. Because like if car is a fifteen thousand dollar hit, obviously it's not gonna worth the money that, you know, it's it's gonna be different uh animal then, right? Because you gotta factor that in. Yeah, it is. And you know, that's where the human human comes into contact. You know, I I always tell people we're real people with real checks. And you know, if I get a car in here and, and somebody comes in and the Carfax is really bad on it because they didn't have the VIN number. They didn't provide us with the VIN number. Um, or if we go out and do a mobile inspection and same thing, they didn't provide us with the VIN number and it comes up really bad. You know, we make sure that we go out and explain it to the guest, um, you know, in plain English and, and, and let them know why there's a change in value. Um, you know, and I think that's important. You can't just shoot out a computer printout that says, you know, your car's worth $15,000 when he thought it was worth 25 and, <laughs> you know, give them a, give them a one line explanation. That's, that's, that's how you irritate people because I've been pretty obsessive about the Google reviews uh, from our business. And I think we have like a 4.7 rating and, and, you know, that, that, that's super important to us. So we, we really, you know, we really make sure that, that everybody leaves us uh, that has an interaction with us. Everybody leaves us feeling good. That's uh, amazing. And the other things that, you know, car dealers, you know, we have sometimes the reputation, right? Uh, that we don't always, you know, sometimes they, the consumer always thinks that we're the bad guy sometimes. But you say get paid on the spot. You literally cut the check on the spot as long as, you know, there's no lien or anything on the vehicle, right? Yeah, yeah. Our, our main inspection station has, the, has, a check, has a check book there. And uh, if they come in there and they have a title free and clear, you know, we'll write them a check. That's that's really good because sometimes, you know, consumers have that idea, right? But yeah, that's really good. Well, while this looks uh, that that looks really nice here, and I'm sure, uh, I mean, it's not like 
it's not like uh, this is like inventing something brand new, but it's the execution is the point because everybody has the idea of, you know, uh, doing this, acquiring cars from people because obviously you're not getting as many as trades. But I guess you guys have very good practices in terms of uh, uh, executing it. Um, other questions I would have is, so you, you say you got about like you, you did get 120 cars last month. Yeah. Um, let me do this. How many of them you retailed and how many of them you actually uh, wholesale? Yeah, we bought, a, I'm looking at my metrics board. We bought 127 cars, um, uh, roughly 35% of those went out to our retail stores. Um, and, and then we wholesaled the rest. It was a pretty high wholesale month because uh, here in the States, especially in the area we're in right now, um, we have a lot of uh, GM retirees that get the GM discount. And so they had they had uh, they had equity equity in, in some of their GM leases. So we we bought it. We bought an unusual amount of uh, uh, GM vehicles, uh, getting people out of their equity. Um, so that's that's why we had a little bit of a higher percentage going to the auction. I, I think when the market turns a little bit and, and normalizes a little bit more and I've seen it um that'll that'll swing you know we'll be sending 70 percent to the stores and taking 30 percent to the auction and you said the average money you guys make in those retail units about what thirty seven hundred dollars that's including yeah. f and i or including f and i yeah about 35 3700 bucks that's that's really good i think uh whoever's listening or watching this, I think this is a good idea, and there's good good things that I think they should take themselves like the best practices in terms of being transparent, having those physical locations, I think, and being like you know that fast, quick, and easy, right? It has to be simple process. So somebody drives in, they see the car, you have, you agree on the price, then you cut the check on the spot. You don't you don't you don't you know waste their time. Because like there's some dealers like that too. You sell your car and then you're gonna go drop it off. Then they say, "Oh yeah, I need the controller signature." <laughs> that's yeah. gonna be another two days. And right, yeah, that's, that's really good. And, about... and go ahead. I'm sorry. sorry. Go ahead. The 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 beauty about this whole system that we've set up is is we really haven't, except for uh, the remote location uh, that I have in the Cleveland area, um, we haven't had to hire any extra employees because it's just been. Um, the employees that we have uh, filling in and working together as a team to handle the, the folks that come in. I mean, you know, and, and a lot of it are the buyers or, or, or the people that have bought on a part-time basis that, that aren't buying cars right now because going to the auctions just, just doesn't make any sense. So <clears throat> for dealers that are interested in doing this or interested in talking to me further, um, you know, it, it, it is a system to where you can utilize your, your current dealership team. Um, you don't need to hire a bunch of extra people and have a bunch of a bunch of payroll because it is controlled. If you set appointments um, and you let them know that that it's kind of like a doctor's office where, you know, you've got a, you've got an appointment slot. And you got to be there. Um, you, you can control your day. I mean, you can have 10, 12 appointments and still control your day pretty well um, in, in, in terms of in terms of managing that that flow. So in terms of dealers reaching you, uh, let me put it on the screen, your email address. So Bert's email, it's what, B, B. Davidson? B. Davidson at drivetaylor.com. Drivetaylor.com. And let me put that on the screen. 
Oops. Coming. That's correct. That is correct. Yes. So yeah, if you guys have any questions about this uh, process, reach Bert. I'm sure he's more than happy to help you. And uh, I think it's good practices. And I'm really impressed the fact that uh, you guys have Brian on your Brian Benstock on your uh, group 20, and that's pretty impressive to do that. I mean, <laughs> having a big dealer like that because they do really good with used and new. And yeah, uh, his his he's got a used car director Rob Patel that's just so smart, and you know. I, I mean, it's, it's been, it's been a great group because it's, it's a little different, you know, we're all V auto users in the group and we're all pretty progressive and, you know, we just kind of get around a table for a day and a half and talk about the challenges, you know, we do it three times a year and it, it, it's really good. I mean, you know, I've, I've, I've been educated so much in that group to different things and, you know, we challenge each other. And, and I mean, that, that's what this business is all about. I mean, it's moving so fast, it changes so quick um that that communicating with one another and 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 connecting with somebody that's you know a hundred miles from you um that's doing something right and learning from them is is huge i mean it's paramount because you can get into a bubble real quick in this business or get comfortable with with something that you've done you know in the past and and hang on to it too long and then before you know it you know that segment of the business has passed you by well, that's the danger in the business becoming uh, complacent, right? Once you become complacent, that's going to end of end your business right. <laughs> sometime down the road. Uh, your performance group is—is is, is it open to Canadian dealers or it's just uh, U.S. dealers? I, I don't think so. It's through NCM, uh, and I don't know if you guys had. Do you guys have NCM? Yeah, uh, we do. Canada? Okay, yeah, yeah they do performance NCM. group meetings. Yeah. But uh, I think in CM in the US, they do like just used car only meetings too, I think, because the ones we have is the everybody all together, fixed variable, whole nine years together, right? Yeah, yeah. This is just a used car meeting. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, it's good to have Canadian dealers to look into that because there's really good practices that they can uh, utilize it. I mean, obviously, the market and the way to do business is slightly different. We have different yeah. regulations, different provinces in Canada, right? Uh, you can't just go there and take a process from an American dealer and say, oh, that's the way to do it. Let's do it. Here <laughs> you go. Like, you're going to fail miserably or vice versa, right? We do things slightly different and the volume is a lot bigger in the U.S. due to the population. And, you know, we have a lot more dealers per population. So that makes it a little bit difficult here things. But I think it's always good to learn more and improve yourself more continuously. That's why on my podcast, I like to try to bring very diverse people from car business so i don't only just say okay i'm only gonna have used car guys on my stuff because i like to have other people too like yeah. last week we had uh, a president of hyundai canada and yeah i don't know if you had a chance to listen to him i was blown away the stuff he said it's it's unbelievable right and uh next week we have another gentleman from uh your state that's a tailor, but it's a different kind of tailor i didn't know there's multiple tailor dealerships in, yeah. in your state so uh and that's another gentleman too is a really good sales process. So I just like to diversify, uh, you know, my uh, guests and uh, it's always good to have, especially people like you, because the most question I got right now is how can we get these used cars? Yeah. Right. And I tell them, buy it from people. How are we going to do it? Well, go on Facebook, whatever XYZ place, advertise it and get it. But you're right. If you're not through your process. And that person comes in and you start lowballing trades and decided to steal stuff. Not going to happen. No. Or if you only say, okay, I'm going to spend $2,000 a month on advertising. That's not going to happen either. You got to be able, there's a lot of noise in, in advertising space. 
And uh, you have to be very uh, persistent with your processes in place because otherwise you're going to fail miserably. That's right. What other stuff do you guys do differently in the U.S. square business overall? It's, you know, for the states, uh, state to state, it's a little different, you know, in terms of of, of, of how the titles are handled and, and things like that. You know, it's in, in the United States, there's 50 states. So, you know, it's it's and we're in PA and we're in Ohio and, you know, some states are real easy. Ohio is real easy. And, you know, PA is a little bit tougher. New York's really tough, um, you know, in terms of the regulations. I, I'm, I would assume that you guys are, are regulated a little bit tougher up north, um, you know, and and it's. It's it's something that the dealers in the states and like you guys in Canada, you just learn to work around and live by. And, you know, I mean, we're, we're such adaptable creatures in this business that, you know, regulate regulations have been changing. I've been in the business since I was a kid. I mean, regulations have been changing. And I remember stories of my dad telling me that, you know, because he was selling cars when they first put Monroney labels on cars. And, and, and all the dealers, you know, were mad at the factories because they thought that was going to end their business as they know it, the Monroney label, you know, <laughs> and, and, and because before the Monroney label, you could ask whatever you wanted for a car, you know, and, 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 and so, you know, everything comes around and, and, and people complain that it's going to end the business as we know it. But at the end of the day, as, as we're finding out even more so now in the digital age, it's a people business. And if you make a connection with a person, and, and show them that you've listened to their problem and, and have solved their problem, you know, they're, they're going to do business with you. And, and, and that's, that's what it's all about. And, and we'll, we'll be around till the end of time because human, human beings need that. Yeah. We need, we need that transportation, right? We've got to transport yeah. ourselves for one another. Well, Bert, it's, it's an absolute pleasure to host you in the show. I hope we can do this sometime down the road again, because what I'm planning to do now with the show is, once I gather, like once I have more episodes, I like to bring those people back all together again and like have kind of like a, a round table thing in the future. So That'd hopefully we can have you there too in the future and uh, really appreciate your time. Anything else that you want to add before we wrap this up? Are you okay people contacting you? have no problem with that. Absolutely. Pretty, yeah. Please, guy, right? Yeah. Please do so. And uh, John, it was it was my pleasure to come on and, and, and thank you so much for having me on. I really enjoyed it. No problem, Bert. All the best. Have a great day. Hope you saw lots Thank of you. cars and take care. We'll see you. Bye-bye. Take care. Bye.